0: You're listening to the Q's Podcast, episode 32. Welcome and thank you so much for joining us. Here on the Q's Podcast, we'll talk to credit union industry leaders and cross industry experts for a wide range of perspectives on trends and topics relevant to you. I'm your host, James Lenz, Q's Professional Development Manager. In this podcast episode, We'll explore recruiting leadership with Tony Kirshner. Tony is a partner at Davies Park Executive Search. Davies Park is a leading Canadian executive search firm with offices in Vancouver, Edmonton, Calgary, and Toronto. With over 25 years of experience placing senior leaders in all industries, Davies Park has a strong history in the credit union and financial services sectors. In fact, Davies Park likely conducts more searches for credit union leaders than any other Canadian search firm. Davies Park utilizes a unique process to find the perfect fit for your executive vacancy. And by fit, where F represents front-end prep, i represents identifying excellent candidates and t represents thorough screening and assessment plus you'll benefit from sound methodology customized service and unique knowledge and qualifications some key takeaways from my interview with tony include the distinction between contingent and retained search firms the advantages and disadvantages of using an executive search firm the advantages and disadvantages of utilizing an internal recruiter and online postings, and discussing what executive search firms do besides finding candidates. Now it's time to go straight to my interview with Tony Kirshner, partner at Davies Park Executive Search. Tony, welcome to the show. Thank you for being a guest in the Q's podcast.
1: It's a pleasure, James.
0: Tony, you serve as partner at Davies Park Executive Search. I'm so glad we have a chance to talk because you and, of course, our listeners know that recruiting leadership talent is one of the greatest challenges organizations face. Now, I have a lot of questions for you that pertain, of course, to executive search. But first, could you tell us a little bit about your background and about Davies Park executive search?
1: Uh, thanks. Sure. I'd love to. Uh, I've been in the search field since 1988 and, you know, have kind of wound my way through progressively more senior roles up until uh, partner with Davies Park and Davies Park's been in business for almost 29 years now and we uh we're, we're a generalist firm as most of the executive search firms are but we have a long standing specialization in financial services and especially with credit unions and have recruited across the whole credit union system at a variety of executive levels and you know, are really proud to be part of the Q sponsorship as uh, as the, the executive search partner with Qs.
0: And we appreciate the partnership as well. Now, Tony, in relation to executive talent and executive search, I was hoping you could provide some clarity. So I have a series of questions I want to ask you today. The first one, what are the different types of search firms, you know, contingent versus retained? And how does each type of firm work?
1: Thanks. It's a great question because there's actually quite a bit of confusion in the industry. And the reason there's confusion is that everybody calls themselves executive search, and why shouldn't they? It's a good-sounding title. But there's actually you know, not that many executive search firms, which are also called retained search firms, and there are many, many uh, contingent search firms, which are generally called employment agencies or, or recruiters. And although it seems like a subtle difference in the way the contract is structured, it's actually a profound difference in the way the two types of firms operate and, you know, when you would use them and what kind of service you'll get. And, again, the confusion comes from the fact that everybody just says they do executive search, but really only a few types of firms do. So, you know, as is implied with that name, contingent versus retained, the key difference stems from the way that the contracts are structured. So a contingent firm, their fee is contingent on successfully placing a candidate. And and, and that may seem like no big deal, but it actually changes completely changes the way that you work with the firm. Mm-hmm. Whereas a retained firm, which is usually at the higher level or the executive level, you, you retain that firm, pay them at least partially up front, and then work with them all the way through to the end more closely. And you usually use that retained firm when you're the, the true executive firm, when you're, you're trying to find top leadership talent where kind of quality and fit are of utmost importance. So, you know, the, the big difference, in, and I think the, the way that they work, is that contingent firms will often compete with other recruiters, with LinkedIn ads, and the internal recruitment capacity, of, of the credit union. So, you know, in that sense, it's a bit of a race past the post who gets it done first. And, and and then it's sort of my candidate versus your candidate. And, you know, there's a, a lot of sort of speed and rushing involved because, you know, if they don't make the placement, they don't get the fee. And because as a client, the credit union doesn't pay anything if there's not a, you know, if, if there's, You know, no kind of successful result. Well, why wouldn't I work with more than one? You know, that kind of maximizes the chances that I'll get a better candidate. Now, on the retained side, uh, you know, you're paying us no matter what. You know, if you hire the president's son, you still pay the fee. If there's an internal candidate, which there generally is, you still pay the fee if that internal candidate gets it. So as you can see with that subtle difference in the contract, it creates far more of a calm partnership model where Quality is and, and process are what are emphasized more so than, you know, whose candidate it is and t- trying to rush to, you know, get your person hired versus somebody else. So those are the, the big differences and, you know, happy to expand on it more if you'd like.
0: Appreciate the distinction that you offered. Now, of course, people are wondering what the process is like. I mean, can you describe that basic process followed by an executive search firm?
1: Sure, and, and because of the, the, the more of the partnership professional services model of an ex- executive search firm, I mean, one of the disadvantages is it takes longer. And you know, we, we have a, a generally much longer unconditional guarantee period, so we're incentivized to get it right, not to just rush to get it done. And in order to get it right, we need to understand the client, the credit union, you know, such that we can actually work towards a fit because we're operating at the senior level. So usually, you know, at the C level or the V level. And, you know, and if you're hiring a new COO or a new CEO, I mean, from a board's perspective, these are really important hires. This is not something that we just want to say, well, that that person looks qualified. I mean, it's all about fit. It's all about alignment with the culture and the mission of, of the credit union. And so to do that, we need to spend more time up front. We need to you know, go through facilitation sessions with the board and the community and the staff if it's a CEO level. If it's a C or a V level, we need to work with the executive team, the staff, community, whoever the case may be to really understand what, uh, you know, what what the culture is like, what the, the mission of the organization are so that we can find the right fit. Because At the senior level, everybody tends to be charismatic and competent and polished and professional. So you know you're often coming down to a situation where you're you're choosing between several very qualified individuals. But how do you know the which one is the right one? And and the only way you know is if you spend that time up front getting to know the organization. So you know once we do that upfront work and we call that profiling, then we go to market. And and I think one of the big things that an executive search firm does that that an internal organization won't do and contingent firms really are don't have the capacity to do is that we headhunt. And, you know, I know a lot of people think of that term pejoratively, but, you know, we kind of wear it as a badge of honor. That's what we do and what we're paid for. I mean, the expectation is if you retain us, we're not going to just post it and see what comes in. We're going to you know, find your competitors and call into them directly and try to entice the people who would be who we think would be fit based on the work we've done to apply for the job. And so, you know, there's a few key differences or key service points that executive search firms provide. And one of the most obvious and important ones is that we're going to bring talent to the table that you couldn't bring on your own. And then, you know, once we brought talent to the table, and because we've ostensibly done all that front-end work I talked about, then we go through an assessment process. And the assessment process is, is, you know, for us, more than interviewing. We need to, you know, take this group of candidates that, you know, we sort of call the long list and go all the way down to the one person you're, you're hiring. And that's a series of very methodical and involved steps in collaboration with our client credit union to ensure we're, you know, putting in the time, doing things right, you know, dotting our I's, crossing our T's, not cutting corners to make sure that we do get to that, to the, you know, to the right person amongst the the few finalists who will look good. So really in, you know, in broad brushstrokes, it's profiling, headhunting, then assessment.
0: Tony, thank you very much for the thorough description on the process for an executive search firm. I also want to ask you, what is a basic process followed by an internal recruiter using online postings?
1: Well, internal recruiters have some advantages over us and one is that they don't charge a fee because they already exist in the organization so there's value in being able to use your own team and two, because they work for the organization you hope they have an understanding of the culture and, and you know, really knowing what makes a good fit and you know, they'll have that nuanced internal understanding that no matter how much time we spend with the client credit union we'll never get to that same level of understanding. That's, you know, on the good side. But there's certain things that they can't do. And, and you know, and generally, although with LinkedIn, there are some tools that internal recruiters can use to be more proactive, it's our experience that they generally don't have the capacity to do so. So what usually internal recruiters do is they use online postings. And, and this is the what we'll call the classic passive recruitment method, where you you know, let it be known that Credit Union X is hiring for a CEO, and then you kind of just wait and see who applies. And, you know, and if you've built up a good employer brand, if you have a good kind of presence on social media and generally, you know, have done the steps that are required to be, you know, good internal recruiters, you'll, you'll get responses, but you'll get responses from people who are looking for jobs. So, you know, the people who are busy working and not looking for a role are typically not looking at job boards or online postings and and you know usually just are too busy or not interested in considering something like that. So and I think the other part is capacity because it does take a long time to go through resumes because we also know that whenever you post anything you're going to get a ton of response and most of the response doesn't really fit the role that you're that you're you're trying to hire for. So, you know, Who has the time to really methodically go through it all to make sure that you're not missing something, that someone who may not look good on paper who really may be fantastic that you're not filtering them out or that on the other side of that, that people who may look good on paper who when you meet just aren't a fit at all, that you're not wasting a ton of time with them. So there is you know, we find, especially at the senior level, some capacity issues with using online postings. However, they're they can be very effective for kind of more frontline to mid level positions, especially when you need to do volume hiring, for example. If you're opening a new branch, well, and you need to hire, you know, kind of tellers, uh, you know, sort of administrative staff, sort of you know, I wouldn't hire a firm like us to do that. We'd be way too expensive, too slow, and and it, it wouldn't be really in our sweet spot. So that's when, you know, a properly set up or credit union can use their internal recruitment function to make things happen quickly, you know, at the right level for the, for the roles at hand.
0: So there is a place for that. Do executive search firms use online postings?
1: We do at, at times and, and what we we do it for a couple of reasons. We, one is to do what we call backstopping the search. So sometimes we'll do international searches where you know, we, we do our head hunting and, and we, we, the people who we call are based on our research, our network, and, you know, for a fairly focused plan we put together. But we can't call everybody, right? If there's, you know, 25,000 people who are CFOs, you can't call that many people. So you may want to, and, you know, we focus our our calls at a certain level, a certain industry, a certain geography. But, you know, we see this all the time in in especially, for example, post-secondary education where people may, oh, they may go to the Middle East for a while to just have an adventure and earn a higher salary, and then they want to come home invariably after a couple of years. Well, we're not going to be calling into Qatar and United Arab Emirates, but, you know, that's when a posting can backstop your search because it'll let you know that, Hey, this thing's out there and the search firm's not going to call you, but get in touch with the search firm if you're interested because, you know, this may be your, your ticket home. So that's one way to do it is to, you know, kind of be able to go where the search firm can't go for roles that, you know, may have very broad scopes. Another area that, that we see is where we see online postings used by search firms is really for marketing. So there may be a, an instance where we say, look, it's not that expensive to post it here and, you know, we're probably not going to get good candidates there, but we want the market to know that we're doing this. We want everybody to know that, you know, we're growing and, and, uh, you know, and that, and so you can use recruitment to promote what the credit union is doing in other ways. And so those are the primary ways we, we will use postings, but to be honest, The majority of the good candidates we get, we get through our recruitment efforts, our headhunting, and not through the passive means.
0: Oh, Interesting. What else do executive search firms do besides finding candidates?
1: Uh, As I mentioned before, the assessment process is essential. And I think because we use more of a calm professional services model where we really want to partner with our client credit unions to get it right. Part of our service is to help them do that because not every credit union has what I would call world-class hiring best practices or super advanced, uh, you know, HR uh, templates and things like that. All of those things are, you know, our bread and butter. So, you know, what we'll do is really, first of all, make things easy for the client credit union because, you know, if we do a search and just say, hey, here's 30 resumes, have fun, well, we really aren't adding much value and we're not we're not helping. So, first thing that we do is we assess these candidates. We want to make sure that people are in the compensation range, that they're really interested in moving to the location, that their their family situations pass the smell test, that they seem to be the type of person who's aligned with what the credit union's trying trying to do. And we can filter out a lot of candidates who again may look good on paper, but there's just no way that they're either showing up or that they're going to be a fit. So, right there, we've you know, we've streamlined the process. We've, you know, kind of gotten rid of the noise that, you know, may add a lot of time or expense to a given search process. And, and, you know, we, we, we package things up so that boards and executive teams of credit unions can make good decisions. So we'll tier the candidates. You know, here's the people who we think are bang on and look great. Here's people who maybe, you know, one notch off. Maybe they're a bit junior and they're up and coming or maybe they're, you know, missing a, certification or a degree but an otherwise are quite good. And then here's a, a third group of people who don't really fit at all, but just so you know that you know that they also applied. So, you know, we really help the client credit union make good decisions, but we also believe firmly that it's it's their hire. The credit union needs to decide who their CEO is. We're not the one telling them who to hire. We're putting in the, them in a position to make a good decision. And we do that by Like I said, streamlining the, the way that they look at information, making sure that they're using hiring best practices in terms of assessment. We have our own internal assessment tools that are, we think are world class, and so we make sure that the credit unions are doing the right thing, spending enough time, spending time in the way that they're, you know, going to be able to decide Mm -hmm who the best candidate is but also recruit the best candidate because if somebody's you know not necessarily looking for a new job they're not going to just quit because another jobs out there you know we make sure that that our clients are good recruiters as well it it works on both sides so i think if you look at the whole hiring
0: process
1: we're trying to add value along the whole way to make things easier and better for our client credit unions
0: i like the clarity on your response can save Credit union organizations a lot of time and energy. you're there to help them. you're not there to select the candidate, but you're doing the work to assess them and get a good understanding that's uh, you know something that is best for both parties so great great response that's there. right
1: and and you know one thing that we're we're also mindful of is that different credit unions have different levels of capacity. If it's a huge credit union and they have a massive HR department, they've been in business for a long time, they have very sophisticated HR processes well, we're going to back off and say, you know what, you guys know what you're doing? You know, here's some great candidates. We'll, we'll allow you to do your thing. If it's a smaller organization or perhaps an organization for whatever reason has less robust HR practices, then we'll say, look, you know, if you want to do this right, we highly suggest you use this toolkit, these templates, because, you know, you're, you're, the stuff that you have internally, you know, is maybe a little bit behind the time. So, you know, we, we vary in our approach based on the capacity of our client,
0: Tony, what are the advantages and disadvantages of each approach?
1: Yeah, it's a great question because, you know, if you're listening to this, you may say, well, you know, this executive search approach sounds perfect. Why wouldn't I want to use it? And, I mean, I think there are a couple of advantages and disadvantages to each one. You know, with executive search, you're going to get quality. You're going to know that, you know, no stone has been unturned. So, in other words, we will deliver the best candidates to your hiring committee within the parameters we're given. So, you know, within compensation and geography and whatever else the, the parameters are, you know that, you know, we've called 400 people to get there and, this if, you know, these eight people are the very best. So there's confidence you'll get with the search firm that you're getting the very best talent you can pretty much afford within your given scenario. You, you'll know that you have world class hiring toolkit that you're going to assess them according to your internal culture in a way that you'll really know you're making good decisions. So those are, you know, some things that I think everybody can agree offer a lot of value. But the parts that I think where are are the drawbacks are I think there's three. One, we're expensive. You know, all of that work that we do comes at a cost and, and you know, a lot of organizations we work with, especially smaller credit unions don't have the ability to pay the full fee for a full service recruitment. And, and you know, so these are decisions that you need to make. And I think it kind of plays into sort of disadvantage number two, which is we're really only effective at the senior level. So at the kind of mid and frontline level, you shouldn't use a firm like ours because one, it it's not cost effective. And two, it doesn't make sense in the market. You know, people on the front line are in the kind of first level of management, they're not really used to getting called by recruiters like us because we call you at work. We don't call at night or anything like that. And it's, a lot of these people don't have offices. And so they get confused and generally are wondering, why are, you, why are you calling me at work? And whereas an executive is used to getting our calls and it's, you know, a perfectly natural part of their day. So, you know, it needs to be done at the right level. The third disadvantage is, is time you know, our our process will generally take three months and for some senior searches a little bit longer. And, you know, sometimes, if especially at the mid-management level, you need to plug a hole quickly because it's an, you know, operationally critical role. Well, it takes us too much time to do it. That's when the contingent search firms or internal postings can be more advantageous because those people tend to, you know, post, See what they get, Boom, they're ready to go. Where it, ta- it can take us, you know, a good five, six weeks sometimes to present a fully fleshed out shortlist of candidates. And so, if speed is of the is-, is is an issue, you know, we can we can sometimes hurry things up. But there is a necessary lengthiness to our process that you know is hard to get around. So those are some of the advantages and disadvantages to uh, using a search firm in terms mm-hmm. of online postings. I think. You know, in that scenario, the disadvantage, as we said, is that it's a passive recruitment method. You're not going to get really the top talent that's not looking to make a move. That's the big difference. And, and, you know, most internal recruiters don't have the wherewithal or the, you know, the ability. It doesn't kind of play well in the market if Somebody from credit union A picks up the phone and calls the COO from credit union B and tries to directly recruit them. That can create bad blood, you know, amongst friendly competitors. So, you know, sometimes using a third party allows them to, you know, distance themselves from the, those, uh, what can be seen as awkward calls. So, you know, the, the advantages of the internal recruitment is it's cost effective because you're using the resources you already have. If you have a, a well built out employer brand and you know, sort of social media framework, then you can you can attract decent talent and, you know, you're able to do it a lot quicker because, you know, you basically post the job and you already know the culture and away you go. So each one, it's really about using the firm at the right level. And that's why going back to the first thing I said, a lot of the confusion in the market comes from the fact that so many different recruitment agencies call themselves executive search, but they're really not. And, you know, there there is a lot of overlap between what a contingent recruiter does and the way they work and what an internal recruiter does and the way they work. If you're doing a true executive search at the C or V level, it makes more sense to use us for a lot of reasons, including just credibility of the process. If you're really hiring a COO and just posting it on LinkedIn, that's an odd message to send to the market about the seriousness of your organization.
0: Right. Wow, thank you for the discussion here. I know you had a chance to describe a little bit about your services at Davies Park Executive Search. Again, thanks for being a guest on the show. But if you don't mind, can you share with our listeners some things that distinguishes you from other businesses in your field?
1: Yeah, it'd be a pleasure. And you know, I I do want to thank you for the opportunity to to talk to the community about this because you know, hiring is. Pretty important and you know, we take it we take we have a lot of passion around what we do. I think a couple of the, the key differentiators that, that we have and and that I think all credit unions should look for when trying to select a search firm regardless of where they're located is you know, first of all, we know financial services and we know credit unions. We've, you know, been explicitly working in the credit union sector for you know decades, and it's not so much that we know we have a Rolodex. We have that. You know, we all have databases. It, it, you know, there's a bit of a, a misnomer out there that it's who you know that what you're paying for us and, that, and it, with the search firm. And that's actually not the case. But what we... What you do need to to make sure that the search firm knows is they understand your business, that they get what you're trying to do. They understand that credit unions are different than banks and different from investment banks and all the, you know, financial services are not financial services. So we understand those nuances, you know, I think better than anybody. And, and that's, you know, why we're proud to partner with Q's. And I think that's one differentiator. Another is that we're, you know, we've gotten to be pretty big in terms of our size and number of locations, but we've never lost our boutique service. So we're no longer a boutique, but we act like one. And I think it's important that credit unions find a search firm that aligns with their size and expectations, because if you hire the biggest global search firm in the world, you may not get, you know, it may look good on on paper and in the proposal, but the actual service you get may be a bit of a disappointment because, you know, while they're doing the CEO of Coca-Cola your credit union coos you're getting the B team put on it in other words and you got to make sure that you know that there's an alignment between firm and credit union so i think we're we're well matched to do that and i think the third differentiator that we have is we're far more research oriented and headhunting oriented we have better assessment tools and so we're able to i think put a little bit more structure in the assessment process to to help our clients make good decisions
0: Wow. Uh, three great points. Appreciate that. Listeners, if you want to know more, you can go to org slash dp, as in Davies Park. All right, Tony, thank you very much. Any final tips or thoughts that you want to share with the listeners before we conclude?
1: I suppose you know the only final tip I'd make is just as when you're recruiting for candidates, you check references, do the same thing with search firms. Because a lot of times like with a lot of services that are out there, the the partners can be pretty slick, they're compelling, they're good salespeople, but you know, make sure that, you know, you're you're not always buying the partner. You know, there's a whole team behind the partner. So make sure you know what you're buying. Ask to meet the team that's actually going to do the work. And make sure that you check and actually call references, you know, from people that are in similar positions such as yours and just as you would if you were hiring a candidate. So I think that would be the the final tip when you're selecting a firm such as ours. And again, I thank everybody for listening, and it has been a pleasure, James.
0: Thank you again, everybody. That was Tony Kirstner, partner at Davies Park Executive Search. Tony, thank you very
1: much. Excellent. Thank you, and have a great day.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this podcast from Q's. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple iTunes to receive the newest episodes as soon as they are available. If you found value in our podcast so far, please spread the word to your colleagues and friends. And if you would like to connect with us regarding the podcast, you can email us at podcast at Cues.org. I want to thank Tony Kirshner for serving as a guest in the podcast. Remember, to find out more on attracting leadership and to take action, our Canadian members can visit dp. Also, I want to remind you that this year, Cues is rolling out a whole new take on our CEO Executive Team Network event, all based on your feedback. We're planning a two-day event with stronger, more structured sessions. We'll take a look at vital industry issues, then find solutions together in organized workshops. Make plans now to attend CEO Executive Team Network October 10th through the 12th at the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas. Visit Qes.org slash C-N-E-T to learn more. For more talent development content from Qs, visit Qes.org. That is C-U-E-S dot O-R-G now. If you're a Q's member, you have access to invaluable membership benefits to further enhance your development. Visit Q's.org slash membership to learn more. Q's is an international credit union association. Our mission is to educate and develop credit union CEOs, directors, and future leaders. To learn how Q's can help you realize your potential, visit Q's.org today.